money is so tied into every area of our life, whether we like it or not. You can say that it's not, but it really is. You know, money can't buy happiness, but money can really provide the tools and the freedom to be happy. So money is really in all areas of your life. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a millionaire, but it just means you have to understand it. And you have to know what your numbers are, know what your budgets are, know what you can afford, know what your goals are. Welcome to the Know Your Worth show, where we teach you how to think about your money differently so that you can achieve your sexy money goals. I'm Sydney, your money maven and owner of Know Your Worth. And I'm Kristen, Sid's dime piece bestie, team member, and busy mom of twins, here to make sure that those of us without a financial degree can still level up with each episode. Let's get started on reaching your next goal. Hello! Welcome to episode one of the Know Your Worth podcast. I am Sydney Conway, your host. And I am Kristen Fidele, her dime piece bestie, who's a little clueless about finances, so I'm here for the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) She's here to make sure we stay on track, which she helps me with all the time. And that I don't get too ahead of myself or talk too fast because I have a tendency to do so. (laughs) So thank you for listening. We appreciate you being here. Like I said, my name is Sydney and my background is in financial advising, accounting, budgeting, spreadsheets and all that nature. So my my background to go a little bit more in depth, I have my accounting degree, my undergraduate degree from Niagara University. I also received my master's in accounting there as well. I was a senior auditor at a public accounting firm in Pittsburgh. I was there for a number of years before I left to be a financial analyst at a global robotics manufacturer. I was in charge of reporting and financial analysis there to our parent company. So there was some international reporting, budgeting, and all that fun stuff. I then left to start my own bookkeeping firm, Know Your Worth PGH, where I do bookkeeping and advising to small to medium-sized businesses all around. We have some Pittsburgh clients. That's where our home base is. But we also branch out and we're in some larger surrounding areas and some different states and cities now. So I love what I do. And Kristen is my literal right arm. I would not be able to function without her. And I wanted to start this podcast so that I could share some of the knowledge that's helped our clients. And I wanted Kristen to be a part of it for a lot of reasons. And she can go into some more depth on that now. Yeah, but before I do that, I don't think I ever knew your whole background. And so I have a question. When you were <laughs> picking the name of your company, Know Your mm-hmm. Worth, why did you settle for that? Good question. So my husband actually picked the name of the company. Oh. Yeah, my husband Alex picked the name of the company. While I was talking about it with Alex, I was thinking, you know, I want to be a bookkeeper, but I love speaking. And I, I knew I wanted to have a podcast someday. I wanted it to be more engaging and bigger than just bookkeeping debits and credits. So I didn't want it to be, you know, Smyers or Conway Accounting or, you know, accounting firm or anything like that, like my name. And Alex just has a way with words when it comes to puns and putting things together. And so he was like, call it, you know, what about know your worth? Because I think I was saying like, know your numbers, like you need to know your numbers or something like that. And he was like, what about worth? You know, what's your worth? And it was like, know your worth. And I I love that because I thought that could be really all encompassing. Yeah, that's super awesome. It actually caught my eye whenever I first met you. Because I have, and this is something you guys will learn about me, I have such anxiety around money and knowing my own worth when it comes to being a business owner and charging for my services that 
that spoke to me before I even knew what a bookkeeper did. <laughs> so I love that. Love so anyways, it. I'm Sid's best friend. We met about a year ago. You know, some best friends you have like since elementary school and some you just meet and click with and you've just been waiting to meet them your whole life. And that's how it was <laughs> with us. So we met because she owns a co-working space and I am a busy mom of twins who is trying to find quiet moments and quiet places to work. And so I found this co-working space, met Sid, knew immediately that I wanted to be her friend. And then I met her ADHD. <laughs> and I also have a touch of ADHD, but ours manifests in different ways. I can really help organize other people. I can't always do it for myself, but I kind of, once I got to know like her business and the way that she works, I was like, I think I can help you. <laughs> and so she picked me to be her virtual admin, but I'm pretty much like, up your butt 24 <laughs> 7 so, it's a little Keeps less on track <laughs> a little less virtual but so a little bit of background about me I actually have a degree in elementary education and a master's in elementary school counseling so I taught fifth grade for seven years and then I transitioned into elementary k-5 to school counseling did that for seven years and loved every bit of it Unfortunately, in that amount of time, my husband and I got married and started experiencing infertility, and it became really hard for me to do that job where I'm working with so many kids who are being mistreated and then going home at night and getting negative pregnancy tests. And yeah. it just really started to wear on me as a person. So I transitioned out of that job into a sales role that I really, you know, took me by surprise, really liked. We started IVF, had our beautiful twin girls who are turning five this November, and I knew that I can't be the stay-at-home mom because I do have that ADHD and I need a little more stimuli just for my own mental health. So I started my, I started randomly like a copywriting business called Written For You Freelancing, which transitioned into just really becoming a virtual admin for a couple of different business owners who I love to work with. And that's how I ended up here. So I get the best of both worlds. I get to work with my best friend, work with other cool business owners, be with my girls, be with my family, and it works out. But financially, I'm a disaster. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am a disaster. Not true. Not no. true. Sid tells me it's not true, but it is. I don't know a ton about money. I kind of like my eyes glaze over and I disassociate when people talk about budgets and finances, which is ironic because my dad is an accountant. He's a controller for a small business in Altoona. He is so money oriented. And I don't know if that like somehow manifested weird in me. But anyways, I suck with money. I don't always understand it. So I'm here to clarify for the rest of us, all the fancy things that Sid wants to teach us. <laughs> that was a mouthful. Love <laughs> it. Love it. Absolutely. Well, and, and one of the beliefs that I have and that I feel like is very important in my work is that your money, whether it's your business money, whether it's your personal money, whether it's someone else's money, but money is so tied into every area of our life, whether we like it or not. You can say that it's not, but it really is. You know, money can't buy happiness, but money can really provide the tools and the freedom to be happy. So money is really in all areas of your life. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a millionaire, but it just means you have to understand it. And you have to know what your numbers are, know what your budgets are, know what you can afford, know what your goals are. I think it's just so intertwined with who we are as people because it it allows you to be who you want to be. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I want it to be exciting and fun and that a tool. It's a tool. And as little time as you can spend worrying about it is the goal. You know, that's that's really what I want it to be. So me as a bookkeeper, I could take a lot of that off of my clients, what their finances are, what their goals are, what their bookkeeping looks like. 
I can take some of that off their plate so that they can just review. They can plan, they can review, they can budget, and I can assist with that, but they don't have to be in the nitty gritty and worrying and just being in and not in their circle of genius. They can stay where they want to be and I can provide the that tool for them to be able to make those decisions. And it's the same on a personal level, creating your own budgets, making sure that you have things automated as much as possible so that you can live your life is what I try to do. So in talking about some of that, that's what we want to do on this podcast to share some of those tools, some of those ideas, some of the mantras and the practices that we use, that our clients use, and kind of stuff like that to make it just better to operate with money as a whole. I think what you do for business owners and I mean, I think we're going to get a lot into this too, is how many of us have like deep seated, like money issues and fears and things that we grew up with that we have narratives about money that aren't true. And I think one of mine and what a lot of business owners might be is that you don't want to look because Mm -hmm. if you look, then you get confused. And if you get confused, you get overwhelmed. If you get overwhelmed, (laughs) you hate your business and you want to move to Italy and just eat cheese, which we talk about (laughs) at least six times a week. (laughs) So I think what you do is you're the eyes, like you look. And then you go back to the business owner and you say, like, here's what I saw in understandable terms. You're okay. Stop having a panic attack. (laughs) Because that's what you did for me. I was, like, in tears. Like, I don't want to look. And she just has this way of being, like, it's okay. You're like a human-weighted money blanket. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Like, you just bring the anxiety level down a notch. (laughs) Cool. I like that. I like that. I mean, because it is. it's It's so easy to let it fester. It's so easy to let it fester. And if you can put in some tools, if you can put in some systems, or if you can hire out those tools and systems and only have to look when's necessary or when you're in the process of building, you want a goal set, you want a dream build, then you only have to look at it when you need to or when you want to. It doesn't need to fester in the back of your head that there's something wrong that's uncontrollable. And there are so many deep-rooted feelings about money. That's so true. You're absolutely right with that. And a lot of them, like I had a lot of them too, and they can be fear-based. They can be safety-based. It can be Mm control-based. They don't have to be that so much you're afraid of not having enough money, but you're afraid of spending money. You're afraid of living dangerously or risky. And so safe decisions where you might think, "I I am set. I have my emergency fund. I have all of my checking accounts all set. I have everything I need. I am good. But are you happy? Are you living your life? You might have money and you might feel totally secure in that money. But are you happy? Are you satisfied? Are you afraid to go and start that new hobby you've been wanting to start because there is a financial investment to it? Do you Have you always wanted to go skiing, but you don't want to pay to go skiing? You know, you have the money, but are you living the life you want to live at the same time? You know, you can be somebody that has a ton of money but is too afraid to live their life and spend it and do things that you might be perceiving as financially risky. But if you can plan for that and budget for that and know what your goals are, it's a lot easier to feel comfortable on a very well-rounded perspective. But a lot of that takes a lot of coaching and planning with your own self too. Yeah. And on the other end of that, so you talked about people who have like the money and maybe are afraid to spend it. What about the people who find themselves in a financial fumble, like in debt or You know, there's so many things out there like if you're in debt, you shouldn't even step inside a restaurant unless you work there. Like helping people wrap their brains around like the shame that comes with being in a financial situation. Like how do you help with that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a lot of what we're going to talk about on the podcast is some of the tools that we have for 
for debt, for getting out of debt, and what happens if you have to get in debt. You know, debt is somewhat unavoidable for a lot of people. And so what's the plan? What's the goal with that? What are tools that we can use to manage it, to get out of it, to balance it? You know, if you're a business owner, we're going to be talking about budgeting. We're going to be talking about planning. We're going to be talking about the different types of bank accounts, the different types of business structures, the different types of payroll and payment for you as a business owner. How do you hire? How do you fire? How do you make decisions that are more fact-based and number-based than just emotional? And I mean, we're going to cover a lot of topics. We have a long list of, of just really relevant topics that we've discussed with our clients, that we've had conversations about ourselves, things that we feel are important that other business owners and other people know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, always open subje- to suggestions. If you want to drop on our social or on our on the app, like, hey, what do you want to hear about? What do you need to hear about? We are flexible and we have raging ADHD. So we can just roll with whatever. <laughs> we will go down a rabbit hole on it. We will for you. So let me ask you this last thing and, and then I'll share mine. What is your goal for the Know Your Worth podcast? My goal for the Know Your Worth podcast, that's a, that's a really good question because it's, it's one thing where I can you know, see it all in my head, but to right. put it into words. My goal for the Know Your Worth podcast is to make the listeners of this podcast feel comfortable in their own environment with their own situation that they can feel confident and comfortable with where they're at, no matter where it is, that you know that you have a resource and a tool here that doesn't come with judgment, that doesn't come with anxiety, that doesn't come with fear, that we are here to motivate, to hopefully inspire, that would be cool, but to excite you about the potential for where you're at. That's what I want the podcast to be. I want it to reach listeners that whatever their goals are, whatever their dreams are, whatever their sexy money goals are, that they are attainable and that there is no financial situation too dire that you can't get out of. It might be hard. It might be a long road. But you can do whatever you want to do with money and use it as a tool to further your goals. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. And I am here because I know for me, talking about money with people, it always seems like you're going to talk to somebody who's like in a suit judging you, like looking down on you for your decisions. And so I want to be the voice of like, just the busy mom or the busy parent or the person who doesn't know how to write a budget or doesn't know about like finance rates or things like that. I want to be the person who asks you the question from down here so you can explain it in a way that we all get it. But I'm also here to be vulnerable and be honest about my own fumbles with money and make this a situation where it's all relatable and we can all walk away, you know, knowing our worth and kind of eliminating that shame together. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So we're here. We're here for you. We're here for you. We're here to be ourselves, be goofy, be fun, be weird, but also be educational, be motivational, and just to support you in whatever you need and whatever questions you have that come up. So I think from there, A little bit more on what you can expect and what my background is here is a lot of the the tools and the insight that comes from this comes from real life experience. It comes from real clients that we've had and real situations we've worked through. So from my perspective, I am not going to say that I am the 
end-all, be-all expert and that everyone should follow everything that I have done and say. But I have been lucky and motivated and supported enough to make pretty good financial decisions so far. At 28 years old, I own three businesses that are all operating very well and supporting my small family unit, unit unit of just my husband and I, but that are supporting us completely. My husband and I both now work for our businesses full-time, and we were able to do that in the past year where we were able to really grow and and, and work for ourselves and provide for our, ourselves. I was able to buy my own house when I was 24 years old. So we're going to talk about FHA loans and mortgages and down payments and all that kind of stuff. And I have purchased and sold vehicles and other assets for my family at times of high interest rates and low interest rates, trade-ins and all of that, what you need to be prepared for for that. Also, what you can use as a business owner to make those tax write-offs to make them larger you know, deductions for your family so that you can be taking more income home. And, and also just, again, living your life, having a budget. I will never cut fancy cheese and red wine <laughs> out of my personal budget. It won't happen. So talking through some of those decisions that I have been able to, to save, to quit my job, to make big financial leaps Without investment from family, from parents, from aunts and uncles, from any, it's all been my own money. I've had wonderful supportive family and friends. My parents are wonderful. But I, I want to make sure that everyone knows that this is real tangible advice that I have used in real life and that also we're going to be sharing the stories that our clients have used in real life, that they are things that real people with real money in real life situations have had and have done so that there is just, I think, complete transparency over that. You know, myself and my husband getting into debt for some of our businesses and what that looked like. So that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about and covering here. So like Kristen said, if you have any feedback or anything that you'd like to see, let us know and we'll make sure we cover it. All right. Cool. Let's do it. Cheers to episode one. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> listening. I hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned for more. Yeah. Lots more. See you then. If you found a bit of inspiration in this episode for achieving your sexy money goals, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you never miss an episode. I'm quickly interrupting this episode because if you're enjoying this episode, you're going to want to download our guide on understanding your profit and loss so you can analyze the performance of your business like a pro. This is a big piece that you'll need to understand to apply some of the concepts that Sid is sharing in this episode. So be sure to grab that. The link will be in our show notes for you. All right, let's get back to the episode.